Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to There's No Place Like Tara, episode 10. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we'll be going over Tormented Tantalus, uh, which is, I kind of really like this one. I don't have a fake name for it because I like Tantalus, and let's call it the one where Grace actually knew the historical reference. uh, Mine mine is (laughs) Tormented Tantalus, Paul McGillian. (laughs) I like that too. Uh, Just to get out of the way. Paul McGillian guest stars in this episode. He becomes one of my favorite characters on Stargate, period, when he comes back in Atlantis. Not a spoiler, because it's a completely different character. Um, I love Paul McGillian. So do we know Paul McGillian from anything else? Or is he just, is he a Stargate? He's He's been a ton of things. Um, I'm going to pull up, because I, I, I love him, but I cannot recite yeah. his entire IMTB to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this will tell you where I'm coming from. I noticed uh, the woman who plays older Catherine, I was like, I know her. Where do I know her from? I know her from, here's a really deep cut. Yeah. From the, I think it's an early 90s show called Sisters. It was her yeah, and nope. Selma Ward and Swoozy Kurtz. And there was one more sister, and I have no idea who it was. I was probably way too young to understand the show. I just remember watching it and thinking, this is interesting. That's all. <laughs> That's all. There's no more there. Well, pull up the IMDb of Paul McGillian. Uh, I mean, he's been in a couple X-Files episodes, but I don't think he really watched X-Files. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a Vancouver actor, so... You know, until fairly recently, he was, like, on all of the Vancouver shows and all of the shows that were filmed in Vancouver, etc. Might I have seen him on an early Supernatural, maybe? You would have seen him on an early Supernatural, maybe. Um, Which, I think he was on two episodes of Supernatural? Right on. I'll have to look those up. As my voice gets higher... Um, he's been in some really good, like, made-for-TV films. He was in... I mean, he was in... He had a small role, but he was in the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek film. Oh, okay. He was the person... I would have remembered him in there. Oh. He was was in... He was in... He was, like, the person who was giving all the commands of... Or, like, giving all the assignments of wherever it went. All right, all right. He was supposed to play... Well, not supposed to play Scotty. He was a hopeful... I remember this reference from last week's episode. Yep. I gotcha. Okay, Um, cool. But, yeah, he's he's been a bunch... Like, he was in Once Upon a Time. Um, he's, He's been in... Was he... Okay, is he... A pirate? No. Oh, dang. Okay, never mind. He I was a knave of hearts. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. I do know him. Okay. But he was in, like, he's been in 24. He's been in a, a ton of things. Character and, actor, lots of stuff. And um, I just you. find him awesome. He is kind of awesome. He is very awesome. Anyways, that's 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 the done with my Paul McGillian <laughs> hour. Uh, so, King Curtis... He's been in everything as well under the sun. He he played the older Ernest. Yeah, I was going to say, he's older Ernest, yeah. right? Okay. He's been in, like, if it's on television, it's been on, he's he been on there. He basically made television. Yes. I'm like, there. ER to Full House, Voyager to the Drew Carey show. Like, right on, I dig it. Uh, Full decades. House. I don't know who he was That's in Full House. That's interesting. I would have to do some research on that one. I'll look it up. <laughs> um, so this aired on October 3rd, 1997. Cool. It was written by Robert C. Cooper. A name we know. I remember this name. I yes. don't know what other episode. He's he's kind of like one of the creators of the show. Got it. Oh, yeah. I know that thing. And then directed by <laughs> Jonathan Glasner. Okay. So. Yes. 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 I know that. So, Heliopolis <laughs> is P3X 972. Um, and so, this is, within the show, it's the meeting place of an alliance of four great races. Got it. Um, so, basically, it's kind of a United Nations... Of, of, of space. Universe. It's a is. United Federation of <laughs> races. Of Got it. <laughs> um, and eventually one of the languages that's written on the walls yes. we'll see more often. Okay. And it, like, like later, later. And what's cool is later, later when we see it, I'm not telling you which language it is, okay. but one of the languages later when we see it, you can actually translate it when okay. you see it. Like, take a screen grab and you can translate it and it says things. That's really cool. But here it's I just wanna, a bunch of... I want to guess, but I don't want to spoil Here it's just a bunch of gerbil. But I will say that there's one that he kind of references to uh, Norse things, which we've gone over recently, so I want to say hmm. that there's something look, carrying on look there. At, look at my drink. But this is a part where Nixie takes a drink of her drink so that and she doesn't say one way or the other. 
Exactly. <laughs> like it. I like it. Okay, cool, cool. This is exciting. So Heliopolis in history, there's a couple places that were called Heliopolis. Okay. This is kind of, again, uh, Stargate according to history according to Stargate's not in one part. Okay. Um, but it's one of the oldest cities in ancient Egypt. Oh. It's sort of on the northeast edge of modern Cairo. It's, okay. That's not the original name because Heliopolis is a Greek name. Right. I was going to say uh, that's uh, it, Poly. Polis is Greek. Yeah. Well, it means city of the sun because right. Helio. Meaning the sun. sun. And Polis is meaning the city. Exactly. I know things. But it was Alpano, if you're listening, I remembered <laughs> from like ninth grade English class. <laughs> but it was it was because originally it was like a, a, a location where you worshipped Ra, which is the Egyptian sun god, so it got translated gotcha. over. Um, and Ra was the gold in the film. Yes. Um, which you have not seen I yet. have not seen, but I remember you mentioning this. So, and it's also the ancient name for Baal, Baalbek in okay. Lebanon. Sure. I'm with you. Yep. And so the episode name is, I think you actually brought this history about yeah, the episode Yeah, okay, so here's name. the thing. It's the episode Tormund of Tantalus. And I remember thinking, I know the name Tantalus. And then I went, no, I know Tartarus, which is like the deepest parts of the underworld where they yeah, kept yeah. the Titans. Yeah, yeah, And I went, no, that can't be the same thing. I must be second guessing myself because that's what I do. And then as we're going, I realized that Tantalus is the guy mm-hmm. that gets sent into Tartarus. <laughs> and, and the Torment of Tantalus. Well, well, when we get to that part, I will mention okay. a little more. Okay, okay. That's a delayed history. Yeah, this is a little teaser. Coming up next. <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> no history. place like Tara. <laughs> history, according first, to Tantalus. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to tantalize you yeah. for some history. <laughs> nice. Nice wordplay. I dig it. So we start the episode in 1945. Okay. And we have a scientist, a couple scientists, like, manually turning the Stargate, and they're pumping electricity through it, and some super jazzy, moody yeah, music Yeah, that's is how playing. we know we're back in time, oh, because yeah. the jazz music played all the time, no matter where you went. The, the world was it's just covered in a soundtrack. It's a permanently film noir. It was like a Disney uh, park. <laughs> There's just always music playing somewhere, and you're like, where is it coming from? But the thing, you don't even <laughs> notice it. Like, if the music stops, you freak out because yeah, you're used to the music. Wrong. <laughs> um, so we pull back it's it, they do that nice shot where it's like full and then it comes out of the tv yeah which by the for the 1940s my goodness that film quality was amazing you could well, throw a couple ex- scratches in there and post it's experimental government film <laughs> that's true that's very true they were I mean, shooting really in hd <laughs> when the uh shield has some really quality <laughs> filming that's true yeah Oh my Let's goodness. be honest. Yeah. Shield would have the Stargate <laughs> if we combined the Marvel universe and the Stargate oh, universe. Oh yeah. If anybody, well, I mean Thor. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's, I'm just gonna go there and leave it there. So he, he's clearly like the liaison between you know he's like here. There's yeah. some people in Colorado you need to get to know. Yeah, yeah. And then Shield just comes in and says we're taking all the things. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're Shield. Exactly. Yeah. I dig it. <laughs> um, so we pull back to see Daniel watching the footage. Jack isn't even interested in the slightest because it's history. Right. Because Jack couldn't care no. less about anything that requires reading or knowledge. <laughs> so Jack is annoyed that there's no explanation as to why they gave up. Like, the files just end. Yeah. And in the footage, we actually see someone in, like, the the old-school cliche submariners deep-diving right. outfit. super cool. <laughs> what I would... Because um, my modern brain goes, hey, that's real steampunk looking. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of those. And he heads through the a formed wormhole. And it goes, yeah. it goes off. And the Stargate turns off, and the like the oxygen tube, a connection tube, just severs and cuts, and you cut to Jack and uh, Daniel's just jaw drop face. Like, what? This is a thing. We got the Stargate. How come before? no one told me this? Why not the things? Yep. There's there was one line in this one. There's a couple really good lines in this in this episode. Okay. One of them was uh, Daniel's like the well the Pentagon said this was everything, and Jack goes, oh please, the Pentagon's lost entire oh, yeah. countries. <laughs> I do remember that line, and that was probably one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> and the the one thing that I found interesting is is we've had before of as long as something is sitting in the gate in the event horizon, the the, the wormhole won't turn off. Mm-hmm. 
And here, the line was still going through the event horizon. But that was still not enough. Well, I can only guess, considering what we sort of see later in the episode, when they try to pump the electricity through, when, when uh, Teal'c and Sam, right. before the lightning, okay. and, or Benjamin Franklin yes. <laughs> helped out, um, <laughs> it, it shut off. I somehow maybe think because they weren't actually using a dial home device and they were pumping electricity, like they, were, they couldn't get enough to sustain it. it. Okay. And it didn't it didn't cut because of wormhole mechanics, it cut because it lost power. I can see that. Yeah, there, there's although, yeah, it was a very crude version of what they're doing now. Although later in the series they have a couple times where at that point it starts drawing the power from the other side of the gate, so mm. uh, we're ignoring that for okay. now. That Got gets it. retconned or something. Yeah. It's still working. They're still figuring out they, their look, gate mechanics. Computers were bigger than houses. Or even exactly. yeah. Let's just go. And there. and the, <laughs> the they it's kind of a throwaway, but but Jack is coming to get Daniel because uh Dr. Fraser has two days of tests planned for them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to happen. To be fair, I think even Jack would rather sit there and watch the history videos. He's like, nope. <laughs> no more testing. Yeah. Um, so we cut to a woman getting out of the limo and heading to a front door. And she's told by her, her you know, housemaid servant person um, that there's a strange young man waiting and waiting for her. And there's That's this right. nice little back and forth about, did you just let a strange young man into the yeah, house? Just, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for her to go, yes, thank you. <laughs> but it's Daniel and they embrace and they, they cover a little bit. I think, did you get enough in this episode to sort of grasp who she was and their history? Well, okay, because I'm a cynic and I don't love Daniel all the time, my first place went, my first, my brain first went to, like, really, Daniel? Even women of that age? Is there anyone you won't hit on, you won't go for? What kind of sordid past do you have with this woman? Clearly they have a past, but in my head it was dirtier than I think it probably is. Yes, yes, in your head it is dirtier. <laughs> And what it actually is. <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't sense that there, you know, we know this woman, we trust yes. her, she's smart. There's clearly something more here. So this is, this is a lot, uh, some of which the, the backstories in the movie. Mm-hmm. We get their first meeting in the movie. Um, so Catherine Langford is the daughter of the man who first discovered the Stargate. Professor Langford, correct? Yes. we meet him in, we our, meet, yes. in our Back in the Time So movies. he's who discovered the Stargate at Giza. Oh. That medallion that they commented on. Okay. She found at that site, and she's worn for her whole life. Wow. So when Daniel, in the film, went on the mission to Abydos, okay. she gave it to him for luck. Gotcha. And so when he was staying behind on Abydos, he gave it to Jack to make sure you get this back to Catherine. Okay. So that was the comment of, I'm glad you got the medallion back. Right, right. Um, so clearly she has not been... And so she, at that time, when they met, was... They may have the line later. She was essentially running the Stargate program. Oh, wow. She inherited it from her father. Like, this was her baby. So she's, yeah, she knows She got everything doing. together to start the Abydos mission. Right on. So that's why she's so pissed that no one even told her he was back. No one told her anything about the yeah, Stargate. She's, no, that there no, was no anything. She's anything. been completely cut off because the government completely took it over. Yikes. Which kind of, you understand some of her pissed offness. I get it now. I yeah. didn't understand why she, I mean, I, I can see being up in arms just for not knowing things because yeah. I, I hated not knowing that we had a pizza party last week. So, <laughs> so I can't imagine not knowing this big giant thing that happened. Yeah. But, but yeah, absolutely. It makes a lot more sense now. This was her baby. Exactly. And they took it from her exactly. and then told her nothing about it. Exactly. And so then we cut back to the SGC and Jack is just going through old paperwork and Hammond asks where Daniel is and there's a line about how they paged him and he hasn't answered. And I went, <laughs> how quaint. A pager. A pager, yeah. I'm like, this is 1997. I'm pretty sure they had cell phones then. Did they? Maybe they had the big giant, yeah, the big giant one with the fold out, like, Like X-Files speaker, has... And then the antenna that came Mulder up. Mulder and Scully had, X- had cell phones from the beginning of the series. That's okay. That's true. God, I mean, even Zach Morris had a cell phone. (laughs) All right, you're right. So uh, this is where Catherine's annoyed that Daniel hasn't told her anything, and he's annoyed that she didn't tell him about the 1945 experiments. That's true. And um, they had, apparently the the government had originally thought the gate could be used as a weapon because of... Of course, everything That's the first can be thing used we do. Well, especially in the forties, we're looking for anything. Oh, exactly. It, you know, maybe this was what? When did do we know when in the forties that film was? 
It was 1945. Okay, so yeah, I mean, we've got... Uh, yeah, yeah, we've just got out of a war. Yeah. So, of course we want to They have this. no clue what the story it is at this point. They have no clue what it does. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. So, Ernest Littlefield, Ernest Littlefield yes. was her fiancé and was... It Ernie. seems like high up on the on the uh, research squad because he's having powwows with yeah. the head and everything. Um, and her father wouldn't tell her anything about the program. So what she learned, she learned through Ernest. Right. And they have this amazing flashback back in time where they just pan across the room and it's all of a sudden you have the fireplace and the movie yeah. music. I love this part because now I can't remember exactly what goes down. But Ernest is sharing some sort of thought that he's having with her and she uh-huh. basically is like, well, did you try this one thing? Oh, no, she schools Why didn't you just try this thing? Because I know everything because yeah. I'm Catherine and I'm amazing. Oh, yeah. No, she schools him on... on... I don't know exactly what they were talking about, but I They're love They're talking about like part. electricity and alternating yeah. currents and all this kind of stuff and it was it was pretty awesome. And she's... And, yeah, yeah, the, his reaction was like, oh, we totally tried that, except no, we didn't. I'm going to write no, that down. Oh, look, can I kiss you now? If I kiss you, will you be quiet? Because it's totally my idea. And I love the look of these flashbacks. There's, oh, yeah. This is the first flashbacks we had in the series, and they have just this really nice look about them. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if I'm just partial to the time frame, but I, I thought they were really cool. Yeah. But I dig it. I, yeah, they did a good job of it. It must have been fun to put together. As an editor, I would have been having so much fun with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I dig it. They, the costuming and everything was pretty great. So, Catherine had thought that she had all the notes that the government had. Except nope. Except nope. <laughs> um, she never knew the gate was turned on. Wow. Yeah, that would have been... I can't imagine all these things that they did. Uh, and she didn't. She never knew what happened to Ernest, is that correct? Nope. Yeah, because I think that's where we're going next. Yeah, so they flash back to... Um, they flash back to her father and Ernest are talking about the symbols on the gate and what they might be. And so the, at the moment, the prevailing theory is that it's like a combination lock. Right. And Ernest thinks that they're destinations, that they're not yeah. a combination. There's a He's finite amount off. of them. Yeah. No, not at all. And she's shocked. Um, she's shocked that the, the it was turned on because she never heard any of this. Mm-hmm. And Daniel shows her the video of Ernest going through the gate and disappearing. Right. And Can, I can't imagine. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. It, yeah. That's where we cut back. Her father just told her that there is an explosion and yeah. Ernest died. And Which, I, I guess, I don't know that I'm against what Professor Langford did because... As far as he knew, Ernest was dead. Yeah, but it's here's where I was caught. They never addressed this. Earlier in the scene, um, she is mentioning, are you going to talk to my father? Right. So I get the feeling that they were engaged mm-hmm. in secret. That her father and anyone else didn't know that they were engaged. But he must have known something. He, I'm sure he he's not stupid. Right. And he knew that they were close. He probably knew they were engaged, but yeah. I don't... It's one of those things where I don't think he ever formally approached... Yeah. It's 1945. Yeah, you have to go ask and ask, you know, ask his... That's true. Ask her father, and I have a hunch that that's what she was trying to push. Because yeah. when she came in to bring him tea yeah. and all kind of stuff, she was trying to push him to, like... Form, like, make this formal. That's you know true. What I mean? Yeah. And so I have a hunch that's, you know, yeah, it's really shitty that he didn't tell her that what actually happened. Yeah. Like, that the gate was turned now, on. Now, how much of this at that time do we know if... Did Catherine... What did Catherine know at that point? Only well, the what thing is, is, her. the thing is, is uh, her dad has no clue... That she knows how anything. much. I'm sure she, he, again, it's like the engagement thing. I'm sure right. he, he knows that she knows more... Than, her, than he's been telling her. Right. But he has no clue how much. Yeah, yeah. So... I, you know, I, I don't I don't fault... No, I don't either. I don't either. fault her dad for saying he died in an explosion and I this don't is it and no more questions, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he just has no idea what she knows. He exactly. There's, he doesn't give her credit, this is true, but he also has no idea what she's been informed of. And I think the hardest... She mentions that the hardest thing for her was realizing that the man she was supposed to marry went through the gate. And never talked about the choice with her. That's true. He chose work over her. That's true. And that oh, was yeah. the hardest thing for her Gosh, to I realize. Hadn't really searched searched my heart for that one yet. That's yeah. rough. Of, yeah, of the, the, the man you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with didn't even who, who he's been sharing with you the things he's working on didn't even mention to you that if the gates turned on, I want to go through it. Right. 
Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to risk my life, and ultimately, I gave my life, and yeah. I never shared this Which with you. Which goes forth as to how they're greeting later on the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Of how at, she wants to see him, but the time she's a little like, we got some shit to work out yeah. here. <laughs> I'm going to come back to this. I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to be happy now. This is going to be lovey-dovey. We're going to come. We're pausing this conversation for later. I'm just trying to get you home right now. <laughs> exactly. And I really think that's what it is. She's and like, then it's I like will a kick cat. your ass. Yeah. It's like, come here. I'm not going to hurt you. I promise. Okay. Now I got you. Now we're going to talk. <laughs> um, and she mentions that Daniel reminds her of Ernest, which is why she took a liking to him in the which first place. Which is why I'm like, Daniel, seriously, put it back in your pants. <laughs> um, and he mentions that they're able to get the coordinates of the planet, and they can go there. So, <laughs> so hmm, I wonder what we're going to do next. I wonder what the point of this episode is. Uh, so back at the at the SGC, Hammond is pissed yeah. that Daniel broke non-disclosure act. Yep. Told classified information to a civilian. Yep. Uh, how did how did Daniel get the civilian down that far into a top secret classified military base? And, and to be fair, like, should she even be considered a civilian? Here, that I is mean, an interesting point. Because can you become a civilian once you already know all this? But I think she, and yeah, I think we've already left the gift shop. She's already knows things. But she didn't know everything since the SGC's been formed. That's true. So, it's 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 a fine line, which is why I think why like Sam comes in and is so happy, and Daniel or Jack comes in yeah. and gives her a hug, and Hammond's like, I know exactly who you are. I have not met you. This is now my boat. Yeah. He, I mean, he relents in the end, but he, I think he has, he's a little myth that someone's coming in and stepping on his toes a bit. Oh, that's true. You know, this yeah. is a civilian, civilian coming in. And she, she probably, maybe it's just threat. It's the threat of it. Maybe, uh, maybe Hammond has a crush on her. Oh, I and he's see doing that. like you know, the, I, the I, elementary like, school thing. I want like, an Ernest Hammond, <laughs> Catherine love triangle. <laughs> maybe he's doing a thing like in in elementary school where you're like. I'm going to pick on you because I like you. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> um, so, and I love when she's really happy to meet Teal'c. Because oh, yeah. Teal'c. Yeah. And there's the li- and there's a line later where it's, he's all quiet and all of a sudden he says something and, and Catherine's like, you speak. He goes, when it is appropriate... <laughs> He's the only one smoking to. What is that about? No. Yeah. I like it. Somehow he has like these classic manners of I know. like an American kid. It's great. <laughs> so Janet points out that they can go to the planet and they can see if Ernest is still alive. And Catherine demands to go as well. Yeah. And Hammond's like, hold the boat. And Sam comes Maybe in. Maybe he's like, wait a minute, I could have asked to go in the gate. Yeah. <laughs> I can go too? Oh, yeah, dang it. Uh, and Sam comes in, gets a big hug, and she points out that they're able to, the written in 1945, they were able to die the planet because it's real close to Chulak. Okay. And so the star drift hasn't taken it out. Remember, okay. that's why they couldn't originally get to so many planets. They had right. to adjust for the stellar drift. So, I, and see, what I took from this, and correct me if I'm wrong, when Sam's talking, explaining how they got there, is she essentially saying that they got there by accident? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. They randomly dialed it the same way they randomly got Abydos. Oh, gotcha. But what's more important, she says, is that that address is not on the Abydos cartouche. It's a planet that does not exist, according it's, to... Well, it's a planet that the Gould Right, they been haven't to. been to. Got it. Yeah. And she goes, it could be proof that the Gould didn't create the Stargates, and the planet could be untouched by the Gould. Which is just another um, reference back to, what was it, Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. Just another way to stick it back to the Gould, saying, hey, you yeah. didn't... Gotcha. Jack, at one point, is like, you know, he... Look at what he did. He's an American hero, and we need to go find him. Right. Which is, of course, Jack's argument, because he's the most patriotic person. Because he's G.I. Joe. He's, yeah, he's yeah. G.I. Ken, is what yeah. he is. <laughs> and uh, so Hammond's like, well, I was convinced by Daniel's argument the missions ago. Nice. So, also, jackets, Daniel's jacket is horrible. Yeah, that's what right. the hell? I don't understand. Why is he wearing that jacket? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> We're just going to move past okay, that. Okay, let's keep I going. I just had to point it out. Yeah. Um, and there's also a line where, where Catherine's talking about Hammond with Hammond in the room. Mm-hmm. He's so, he, so far he actually sounds worse than General West. Oh, jeez. And Jack goes, ah, he's a teddy bear. <laughs> this is why I feel like Hammond should just keep turning red on the face. <laughs> and just like blowing up like a little puffer fish. So, Daniel and Jack walk Catherine up to the gate, arm in arm, and it's this cute little scene. And when they get there, the place is in shambles. You can hear it cracking and deteriorating. Yes. 
And suddenly, a naked man shows up in the doorway. Well, of course. Yeah. Why? And Why we, is he and naked? We, well, to be fair, if you're on a planet with no one else, and it's that's maybe true. Warm, I walk around my house with no clothes. Okay, and that's, that's not even fair. on a planet that's with no fair. humans. <laughs> of course, fair. he's naked. He has one piece of clothing. Yeah, he's like, what? Deal with it. No pants. No one's no there. No pants ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and here's our episodes for crying out loud. <laughs> um, and and Ernest is stunned, and he doesn't he doesn't believe that they're there. He doesn't believe they exist. And he pokes Daniel in the arm. I wanted him to have a volleyball. <laughs> I wanted to have Isn't something he talked to. volleyball Maybe a tennis ball. Something. Well, he imagined. He had Catherine in his head. That's true. He did have imaginary Catherine. But he realizes that Daniel's real and he just breaks. And the scene where right. he breaks is beautiful. It is a little bit. It's heartbreaking. It's, it's heartbreaking, it's but it's, it's, it's very sweet. So yeah. it's masterfully done. And he turns and he sees Catherine. And they say hi, and then he runs away. Yeah, which, why? But, okay, you know what? No, I'm not going to judge him. I'd probably run away, too. If this, if, <laughs> well, they cut. They talk about it later. In his head, they've lived the past 50 years together. Right, that's true. So he's seeing a ghost. He's seeing a ghost. And it's also, he sees her every day, but suddenly she's aged. Yeah. And Is it's this, like his head's not computing it. That's true. Because then when we, now when we see him again, this is the part where she's like, we've gotten old. Yeah. I think later they, they talk, okay. they mention that. Yeah. I love, I love the way she says it. It's just very yeah. matter of fact. She's like, we're old. Yeah. We're, we're old. old. And we, yeah. we've aged and we're yeah. different people. Yeah. Um, so Daniel heads downstairs to find Ernest again and, um, he, he asks him if he has clothes because he's still naked. Do you understand what clothes are? And but to be fair, Daniel is an anthropologist. The only reason he's weirded out by nudity right here is because plot, we need to get him in clothing. That's true, yeah. Because otherwise he wouldn't How care. How do we keep shooting this otherwise? Ex- exactly. Yeah. That's the only reason that That's scene exists. That's true. Or maybe he's like, there's a ladies present. There are two ladies well, present. Well, no, because he turns around too and like puts his hand up. Yeah, so. that's true. Um, and Maybe there's just a lot to see there, and he's like, dude, this is very intimidating. Can you put some clothes on? Ernest is hung. Uh, and Daniel realizes that he has been alone for 50 years yeah. without any other people, human, animal, whatever. Now, let's take a minute to, to process that, because when we first talked to our older Ernest, um, very appropriately... His English is broken. Mm-hmm. It's a little stuttered. He's not really yeah. getting words out properly. That makes sense. But within a two-minute commercial oh, break, I mentioned that. <laughs> I caught that too. Halfway, like in like five minutes from now, there's this is there is a transition philosopher. scene. There is a transition scene where his English is like in the middle. Like okay. his words are forming, but they're they're like stunted sentences. And then all of a sudden. Uh, we cut to he is talking as if he's been like, I mean it takes me longer than that even to in get the back morning. into Spanish properly oh, when takes, I talk to my mother like <laughs> it takes me longer than that in the morning before I've had coffee to form complete sentences <laughs> yeah. again and he's like yeah he's like pontificating on the world exactly <laughs> using words like pontificate <laughs> that's true <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I touched that. I touched that later. Uh, and and Ernst asks if anyone's ever tried again to go through the Stargate. And 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 Daniel's like, hold that thought. We'll come back. We to have you. a long story for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so Catherine's talking with Sam and, and she's a bit shocked about the reception she got and she was hoping for something a bit more warm and, and can't believe he's been here for 50 years alone Yeah, and ponders what that could do to someone. Well, and she, I, I here's, I can't, okay, she must be angry. Confused. Relieved. Relieved. Confused. Happy. Scared. Uh, I'm say angry again. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back to angry a couple times. <laughs> well, Resentful. It also, to me, it gives you the strength of Ernest's mind. If I was there for 50 years, I would be stark raving mad. Yeah, I think we we touched on this when we talked about the Martian. Even just being alone for a year anywhere, yeah, yeah. I would have been like, this is it. This is where I'm, I'm done now. I'm like, I would be communicating with everyone who I can. Like, I'd be talking to you, but yeah. I would be seeing other people and yeah. communicating with them. <laughs> I would not be able to tell what's real and what's not. Yeah. I probably, I mean... I also, A, would be dead because I wouldn't have the survival skills to live. I don't know live how he's still around. For yeah. 50, I mean, he has shelter, but he's been... 
I mean, going for who's been surviving food-wise for 50 true. years, water-wise, because he's on an ocean. I is If it's not a freshwater ocean, he's beginning water from somewhere. He's beginning food. You know, that's a... Uh, those are things that I would not be able to do either. You're right. We're dead. When the zombie apocalypse yeah. comes, yeah. we're done. We're dead. <laughs> I am not a Carol. I am not like a happy house person who can secretly just ass kick everyone under the sun. Yeah, I don't know where I'd be, but I think I'm just, I'm, I'm here to, to give people antibiotics and the stitches. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> um, so Ernest shows Daniel's calendar, which is just pages after pages after pages of check marks. How many yeah. days he's Holy been here? Moly. Fifty years. I did not do the math to figure out what three sixty-five times ten a lot would be. Let's just go with a lot. Or fifty <laughs> and not times ten. Three sixty-five times ten yeah. is three thousand seven hundred sixty-five. Oh, yeah. Um, times five is a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I make pretty pictures, so I don't have to do math. Uh, <laughs> So he says that this is Heliopolis. It's a repository of knowledge. And Daniel asks if there's Egyptian writing. And he shows Daniel his journal. And he's writing in this journal as if he's talking to Catherine. That's the whole right. time. Yeah. And he says that... Which is oddly romantic in a way. It was. And he says that she found him long ago. Oh. And to oh, Ernest, my heart. Yeah. To Ernest, Catherine found him on this planet long ago. And they've yeah. lived out their life. Um, he's lived out their whole life with her, and and she's she forgave him. Wow! And in, you cut to she's standing behind him, and she tells her that her father lied to her. She's thought that he's dead. Yeah. She has never. She has not emotionally gone through any of the forgiveness, any of any of that. And you can see he starts to he starts to break. He starts to break down in tears. Yeah. Because he's like, no, you 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 forgave well, me. We've had this conversation. Is shattering. Exactly. Like we've had this conversation. You forgave me. We've lived our entire years here. And she's like, no, you were dead. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And he thinks, yeah, he he thinks they had a beautiful life. And Except you're a crazy old dude. Yep. And then that never happened and I'm mad at you. What I love, Daniel's like, I'm going to leave you guys alone here, but I'm taking your diary with me. Yeah, I'm going to leave and just take all of your stuff. Okay, bye now. <laughs> bye <Yeah>. now. <laughs> um, now, do you think he actually left or do you think they were all on the other side of the door like, what's going on? What's oh, happening? Here. I oh, mean, here. we don't get a lot of soaps you know, no. in the Stargate world very often. I think I can imagine everyone else in the gate room. I can imagine Daniel standing around the door. He is looking through the diary, but he's like keeping an ear open. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Not necessarily in a spying way, but uh-huh. if like, oh, is there going to be more historical knowledge drop between you guys? Oh, see, I like the idea that they're just a bunch of gossip mongers <laughs> and they're just on the other side and she looks like, what? What's happening? Why are we doing this? <laughs> so a huge storm comes up, and they figured they should probably get back to Earth since they're on the edge of a cliff and uh, yeah, things aren't how that sturdy. Yeah, they did launch a survey balloon. Okay. Um, and they so but Ernest says he's tried for years to get back, and Daniel points out that you just enter the dresses on this DHD here. Yeah, so easy. You just dial and they've, home. They've stood over this DHD for a couple times this episode, and yeah. somehow conveniently have not noticed that all the crystals are smashed. And so they try to punch There's in. There's so many more important things to worry about right now, like <laughs> the drama that is Catherine and There Edward. is no DHD. That yeah. is dead. It's done. It is a chunk. It's they are stuck dead here as well. Home device. And Earth <laughs> has this line that's so soulful. He goes, so does that mean we're not going home? Oh, yeah. And no, you're like, stuck oh, here. I just want to give you a hug. You're like a puppy. That um, I want to... No, yeah, how they did yeah. it... At one point, Daniel is gesturing over the DHD and still yeah. doesn't notice that it's smashed up. <laughs> we're not going to look at this thing because there's plot points we would reveal if we did, and we're not ready to do that. The timing is wrong. We're going to keep talking. Keep, and I'm just, going to gesticulate wildly around that. it like a magician so that you don't see what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so since they'll be there for a while, Ernest takes them to the safest room there is in in the castle. Is it a castle? Sure. Sure. I like the, the tower. The tower. I like that it's... A, yeah, that, I like the tower. He shows Jack, uh, Daniel, and Catherine a special meeting room, and it looks like a meeting room for four races, because there's four writings dun, on the dun, wall. Dun. Writing languages on the wall. Um, 
And this is about the time that his his speech is completely unaffected anymore. Yeah, but by the time we get here, he's, yeah, he's completely the greatest philosopher that ever spoke yeah. eloquently in English. So <laughs> Teal'c and Sam try to get the DHG, DHG rigged up, and we cut back. Uh, so in the room, <laughs> Jack touches the center stone, and the whole room fills with floating holographic atoms. Which is actually kind of cool. It's really I cool. really like that part. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're elements, and this is like a book. Because if you click something else, they all change, like the pages turning. Right. So that's what they reference this as a book for the rest of the episode. Um, and so they figure out that this is essentially communication, because you break it down the way to communicate, base language is elements right the common things a lot of um a lot of stories will use math as the yes. basic language yeah. i guess this works equally as well i think because most of the stories i've read is is a novel book form and so num math is easier to yeah. portray in that than the elements so so here's where i got a kick out of this and i'll share just a little something personal okay um i recently went back to school nixie knows this um and we had i had to do you know like a little entry essay yeah. and it, and our question was what is the most significant advancement in technology to ever happen and i decided as a communications major that i would say it was math yeah. because math is the basic universal language so i got such a kick out of this episode Yay. oh my god that was a cool thing because that's basically what we found we yeah. found a universal language a universal language although he said that he counted the other uh, counting the electrons and to figure out the elements don't do that because it's not going to be super accurate <laughs> because electron uh, fluctuate oh okay i don't um, know enough about science okay here's the thing if you're talking standard yes the electrons are going to be the same as the is the protons inside okay but if you're but those sometimes can the electrons can jump like oh, gotcha. things right because they're the one the volatile ones they're the ones on the outside right yeah 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 okay and for there's different phases and they can jump around and there'll be fewer or more electrons so gotcha. you want to count the protons and that's how electrons you get the are electrons. fickle they hang out with exactly. other people protons they're are social there for butterflies you. Is i the like way that it. i always consider them I dig and it. So they have this cool, uh, when they're talking, and, they, and so they there's 146 of these elements up there. Right. And Kathy goes, that's, wow, we only have 111. And and uh, Earth says, well, when he left, there was only 90 when he last looked. Right now, we have 118. So we still are nowhere near the number mm. that, he, that he had in there. No, but we have gained, what, nine since this show was filmed? Although oh, four wow. Of them, four of them are yet to be confirmed. Like, they're highly theoretical, these... So where enough, are we finding these? Where have we found most we, of them? Well, 94 of them are, exist naturally. Right. Um, and then the rest of them we are synthesizing in the lab. Oh. But they, and so they form and they're stable, for the most part stable. Uh-huh. Um, and what we, we've come to basically um, assume and we come to find out that they once occurred in nature. Okay. But they don't currently do. So okay. a lot of them are things that were like they would create it in the Big Bang or in a giant... Okay. In, in that, and they, so they only lasted for a short period of time, and they were they were stable enough to exist then, but they weren't stable enough to continue existing, gotcha. and then they broke down to different things. To other things. This yeah. has been Science According to Nixie. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Thank that you. was off the top of my head, so I'm pretty... I'm That's, hoping all that was correct. That was I'm, falling I'm back on my science it. knowledge there. <laughs> it sounds credible to me. I'm going with it. A fun little tidbit is the standard periodic table that we see. Okay. That you see everywhere is actually only one way of looking at it. There's actually a whole bunch of different styles of periodic tables. Oh, some of them get all flowy, some of them get all in one line. Um, there's a bunch oh. of there's a bunch of really cool ways to put the periodic table together, and and depending on like how you want to focus it. Interesting. Yeah, oh, from a design I aspect, it. I find that I find that really cool. It's kind of like what story are you trying to tell? Exactly. I dig that. Exactly. Um, and so. They talk here that this could be the key to existence, that this could be some monumental, like, this is why we're here. Yeah. Here's if th- you found a universal language, this is the answer to all of the questions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we don't know what's written in this language. They're using right. this. We don't know what's written. It could be, like, 
the nature of existence, or it could be something like, like the, the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, it could be like the Twelfth <laughs> Amendment. It just talks about the election processes and the and the alliance. Like that's it's all very true. It could be, yeah. but it's there, and we want to know what it exactly. is. Exactly. No, yeah. the pure curiosity of being able to—it's like a puzzle. I don't even care what it translates into. Yeah. If I get a code, I'm gonna have even to try if to break it the says code. drink your Ovaltine. Exactly. <laughs> when it's a coder ring, it just yeah. tells me. <laughs> To make, make sure, sure you eat your Wheaties. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam and Teal try to hightwire the gate. Uh, Heliopolis is not going to last for long, and this is their first test. And they can't get enough power to the gate, so it lights up for a second, and then it dies. Okay. Uh, and suddenly the roof caves in, and some rocks bounce around like they're not rocks and made out of foam. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. there is a <laughs> DHD-shaped hole in the floor. Yeah, well... Just Fell into the ocean. This is gone now. The and DHD it, and was like, like and I'm out. This is like, too heavy. The for me. cables are just cleanly cut at the edge <laughs> of the thing. Um, so back in the room, Daniel spots the Othala rune on the wall. Okay. And apparently, he's like, "Well, you must have known what this was too, and this is why you must have known that this is repository of knowledge." Okay. And he um, he says it basically is like. The, the knowledge passed down through ancestry, the knowledge... I forget the exact phrasing he said, okay. but Daniel's like, well, this the rune, it means the wisdom passed down. I, I did one of my really awesome five-minute Google searches on this, okay. and from what... Yes and no. Okay. From what I found that Othala rune references the homeland and ancestral power, like inheritance, yes. Okay. Um, it conveniently enough because that meaning was bastardized by the Nazi party because they're really good at ruining all the cool right. things in life. So where does Osala come from? What is the? It's, it is it is a uh, Norse rune. Okay, it's a that's Norse where rune. the Norse rune yes. comes in. It's the one. It's it's shaped. I'm going to. This is going to work really well on the podcast, guys. It's like shaped like this. <laughs> it's the one on the wall. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Works really well on podcast. Yeah. I apologize, you guys. Uh, and take us. Okay, we'll, we'll skip past that. Let's keep moving. The one. Do you remember the one in Thor's hammer that um, that Daniel was handed at the end of the episode yes. by Kendra? Yep. That one is the one that means knowledge. Remember I, I mentioned it. That's the one that means knowledge and communication That's and right. wisdom and everything. Okay. So when and he this says... this one means... Like inheritance and ancestral power. power. Okay. So I think when you combine... Maybe that rune was sitting off to the side. Okay. Because I think when you combine those two runes together... Okay. That is where I can see when Daniel said it's it's knowledge and wisdom passed down through, through the well, ages. Yeah, because... And and you can really spin it too. You can yeah. even the ones that say it's power and ancestral well, inheritance. Well, what do you inherit that gives you powers? Knowledge. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I was like, uh, that that's pretty pulling. That's stretching it really far. That, yeah. that Ernest would also see this one single rune and naturally assume that's All a repository that of knowledge. Same. Yeah, because I don't know. Not most people. Most scientists. Not a ton of people are really caught up on their Norse runes and their knowledge. That's true. <laughs> yeah, just randomly two dudes that are way into Norse mythology. And, and there's <laughs> this other, and he mentions, um, he mentions. So it yeah, seems it's like it's well, not like Ernest could go to Wikipedia and be like, exactly. "What does this rune say?" Yeah. Okay, you're right. And so there's this great where where Ernest is like, "Well, it seems to mean that that's Norse. So humans were here thousands of years ago." And Yuna corrects him that oh, it was actually some aliens, and that's Thor's race, and that's that's a whole other story. Yeah. And basically saying that's another episode. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to you. We'll play you that episode later. We'll play that episode later. <laughs> um, so Teal'c stakes the obvious in the gate room, and which is great, <laughs> which is what Teal'c does. Jack goes, "All right, basic survival training. We know what we have. What do we need?" And Teal'c goes, "We have a Stargate. We need a dial home device." Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Teal'c. Yep. Way to go. <laughs> Um, but but Sam's like, well, the gate absorbs energy. They just need energy. Right. The gate absorbs all kinds of energy. We just need energy. We just need lots and lots, lots of energy. Lots and lots and lots of energy. Because I can imagine it takes a little bit more than a car battery right, yeah. to dial to another planet. You can't just jumpstart it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you Well, to could. be fair, they yeah. essentially jumpstarted the But not with, end. like, your neighbor's car. Yeah. 
<laughs> so Daniel tries to record the position of all the elements and tries to make... There's a convenient sort of charting method yeah. that Ernest was using. There's all these grid work on the ground, so you can chart. It's, like, the degrees, the radius, and the distance from the center point and height, so you can, like, chart where these are. Because he's trying yeah. to film it with his camera, but there's no depth because yeah. there's no 3D filming. Right. That's um, not a thing that exists. And the rest of SG-1 come to the room, and they want the power from the book. Right, to get home. Which makes sense, because it looks like it's powered from the same crystals as the Dial Home yeah. does. And Daniel refuses, because he's like, this is meaning of life stuff. And Teal'c shoots it anyway. Yeah, he's like, nope, I need this. Yeah, and this the nice. device laughed at Teal'c and his staff weapon and went, nope. <laughs> yeah. Bring I more win. firepower, bro. <laughs> um, and then Jack goes, I don't know about science or all those crazy, you know, newfoundy things, but what about that Ben Franklin thing? <laughs> what about this whole, does anybody have a kite <laughs> and a key? They have a blimp. They there just you go. put it yeah. in the air. <laughs> um, Did anybody bring their house keys with them? <laughs> so the gate... It, they're like the gate can conveniently take an electrical Weird from how lightning. Convenient that is. And so they just rig a giant lightning rod, or should I say, they MacGyver a lightning dun, rod. Dun dun dun! I like that. Yeah, I, wish I had a rim shot to add here. <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel won't come and help because he's obsessed with understanding the book. Right, he needs to know all the things. And this is where Ernest and Catherine talk about the name of the episode. Yeah, this is where he talks about it's. So this is you know right before this. I have to put it on record that I went, I understand the name of the episode. And then Ernest explains. I was like, dang it, Ernest. I was going to explain <laughs> You're it. You're stealing my thunder. Why are you my thunder? But yeah, so, oh, okay. So here's what I remember. I remember Tartarus first. And I remember Tantalus was a guy that was sent there. Um, so... I'll give a little bit of history on each of those. It's all very surface. You can totally look it up. And if I'm wrong, I I understand. Um, <laughs> Here's so, the thing. Go look it up for yourself because then you will know if we're incorrect or not. That's very we're true. just trying to get you to research and learn things. But So we do know that Tartarus was the deepest parts of the underworld where the titans were kept. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's deeper than Hades. It's yeah. like this is the... The, the pit uh, this bottom. Is yeah, this that's is it. it. Um, and Tantalus was sent there. Um, and now the, the reference to the episode talks about Tannis' punishment, which is that, um, you know, he was standing under a tree in a pool of water, and every time he reached to get some water, it would move away from him, and every time he reached him for some fruit, that would move away from him, too. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea that he's so within the grasp of these things, but not actually. Yeah. So, which is where Daniel's at. Daniel is, is being tormented uh, yeah. by and it's the torment of Tantalus. Tantalus mm-hmm. meaning tantalize. Yeah, That's it's where we get that word. Um, which is temptation without satisfaction. So exactly. he's being tempted with all this amazing knowledge, and he can't have it. Um, well, it's also he'll even if he can get it, he'll never have the satisfaction of sharing with anyone. That's true. Because in order to get it, he would have to stay behind, and if he stays behind, he may then he can't share with never anyone. see Earth again or anyone else. Yeah, he's no, going to become earnest. I did want to share a little more of how Tantalus got there because it's just so messed okay, up. Okay, okay, So Tantalus, like most people in Greek myths, is is a demigod, he's son of Zeus and son of a nymph, um, and he's invited. <laughs> <laughs> he's invited to you know the table with the gods. Uh, he steals ambrosia and nectar. He's kind of a troublemaker. He's mm-hmm. kind of like a punk ass. So basically uh, everyone in any Greek myth ever. Yes. <laughs> but there's a little bit more. And, and he also reveals the secrets of the gods to people. He's just he's just a little shithead. Let's, let's just put it that he's way. Like he's like a leprechaun. So he does his thing to test the omniscience of the gods. He cuts up and serves his own son oh, yeah, yeah. to I remember the this. gods I remember this to, story. See, to test them to see if mm. they know what he's doing. Oh my God. So ultimately, he's he's a cannibal, which is like not yeah. okay. No. Uh, in 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 Greek mythology and Greek, uh, you know, the old religion, mm-hmm. it's like you just don't do that. No. That's top of the line, you can't do that. So that is why he ends up in Tartarus. Yeah. Ta- uh, yeah. That's I'm saying that right. So yeah, he's kind of a fucked up dude. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Again, <laughs> and like there's a lot most more to the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot more to it. You know, Demeter accidentally eats a part of his shoulder before she figures out what's going on. Um, the sun's Pelops, and then there's a lot that we learn about Pelops. I don't know if his name comes up later in, in Stargate, but I feel like we may have heard that name before. We Who heard knows? Pelops earlier. Okay. Remember. That's the place where everyone is only lives for 100 days and has sex all the time. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. Um, so I knew Pillow sounded familiar, and I couldn't remember why. But yeah. yeah, so there's a lot more there. But that's the basic story of Tantalus and why he's in Tartarus and, and how this relates to the name of the episode. This has been History According <laughs> to Stargate. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so... 
uh, where was I? My notes then, because I lost it. Okay. Oh, so we're trying to get back home. Yes. Um, so they MacGyver the lightning rod, and <laughs> Ernest and, and Catherine talk about the name of the episode, and they come to terms with each other here. Yeah. This is, I think this is where they're like, look, we're old. Yeah. We have to start anew. I love the we way she to, said that. She's just so matter-of-fact about it. I yeah. love this woman. I it's hope like we, we see more of her. We have to meet each other for the first time. Yeah. We're from two completely different people. Yeah. Um, and, and he didn't realize what he had with Catherine, and he squandered it. Yeah. Before he came. That's which true, because he was like, peace, I'm going to go figure he's out He's had finish. a little bit of think about that. Yeah, a little so. bit of time. <laughs> a little bit of time. So he, they take Ernest's submarine helmet, and they go put <laughs> it on the roof of the lightning rod. And Ernest tries to go get Daniel in, in the book room and convince him that this is not worth it. Yeah. There is no prize. There's no prize that's worth anything if he can't that's share true. it. That's true, yeah. And he's spent a lifetime trying to unlock these secrets. There's a, there's, a, I for, I think I mentioned, forgot to mention this earlier, when they first see the book, and he's like, "You can spend a lifetime, you know, it take a lifetime to translate this." And Ernest goes, "More than a lifetime." Yeah. And this is Daniel just spent one. sticking his foot all the way yeah. in his What's mouth. What's foot? Come <laughs> hang out here in mouth. Yeah. Um. So, and they, uh, where did they get all these jumper cables, by the way? Because they're rigging just jumper cables just, you and know, roads everywhere. It, it, Jack is a MacGyver. He MacGyvered <laughs> them. God. He magically <laughs> MacGyvered them into existence. <laughs> he just, it's like a magic trick. He just went, MacGyver, and they existed. <laughs> he just, you know what he does is he brings um, some chewing gum and some gum. <laughs> and chewing gum and, like, a paper clip. Yep, and then yep. he, everywhere he goes. He, like, turns his back. And then when he turns back around, he has jumper cables. Yeah. He just has a magic word and he goes, MacGyver, and then it's there. The end. So lightning hits the castle, and he starts dialing manually, which I cannot imagine is something easy to do. No, but so sure which is why only Teal can do it. Exactly. Uh, so Jack tries to go get Daniel, and Daniel's like, he's staying. And he's willing to risk losing the gate for this information. First, he's like, we'll just come back and get me later. And Jack's like, have you walked around this building? There's no, not going to be a later. There's no later. Yeah. And, and Daniel's like, I'm willing to risk it. I'll unbury the gate. And Jack's like, you're an idiot. Yeah, Bridge is true. I'm about to knock you out and drag you back to Which the gate. Which he should. He, he should, should just fireman oh, carry yes. his butt out of there. Um, and... And uh, Daniel looks again at the elements, and he finally just picks up his bags and leaves. Uh, and so, I just want to smack Daniel across the face. I'm like, earlier, when Ernest was talking to you, this is a man with all the wisdom you don't have. Yeah. Just well, shut up and the, buck up um, and listen to it. What is the phrase? I don't know the phrase, but it's... it's um, uh, the idea that you're youthful and uh, the arrogance of youth. Yeah, is that the, the word you know, I'm, yeah. that's exactly that's what's what happening it is, right yeah. here. He's like, no, no, I'm, I know better. I know what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it differently. So they, uh, the gate is active, and Ernst pauses before head to the gate because he's like, this wasn't all that fun the last time I did this. Yeah, I <laughs> um, might have a heart attack on the way. I'm frankly, I'm worried for him and Catherine. Yeah. Catherine, both times she goes through that gate, and Ernest, I was like, oh, he's not going to make it back. <laughs> it's like when you're like, Grandpa, should you really be getting on Space Mountain. I don't know that that's a ride for you. I know that you enjoy it and that you're a kid at heart and that Disney says that you can be a kid forever. But please but, don't get on this but ride. please don't get on that ride. Um, and so, uh, and they go through the gate and Daniel and Jack come through and the roof collapses on top of them dramatically. Yeah. And, and the gate they, starts to... I mean, it's to... almost like they needed to go back for the fedora. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how close it was. To be fair, I know Dan is the archaeologist, but... Jack would be wearing the fedora. Oh, yeah. Jack, well, the because baseball cap. Daniel is not cool enough <laughs> to wear the fedora. No, he's not. He's not. Uh, he, he needs to crank. To be fair, I will say this. Hmm. By the end of the series, okay. Daniel, I think, can earn the fedora. Okay. I mean, he's a there's smart an guy. Arc. There's an arc. Okay. All characters arc. I would say that here he does not get the fedora by the end of the episode. By the end of the series, he's I would say. He's got potential. Daniel can wear the fedora. All right, I dig it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So the the roof is collapsing and the gate starts flickering. You see Sam on the other side. The gate's like, flicker, flicker, I'm going to turn off. And yeah. Daniel and Jack like, dive into the gate. Right yeah. as it's turning off. And dramatic thing. I love the idea of diving into the gate because you're still going to land somewhere yes. that has earth gravity and smack yeah. your face on and, that And this is metal on the other yeah. side. <laughs> on that ramp. And it's a downward ramp. So if yeah. you reach far enough, you're going to tumble yeah. down the ramp. You're just going to strawberry your chin all the way down that thing. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, things. 
So afterwards, later, next day or so, uh, they try to dial the gate and it won't connect. Yeah, the gate's we're lost. done. We're gone forever. As is the knowledge. With yep. the exception of of uh, Ernst's diary. Yeah. Uh, and the coordinates. And Sam's already working commu- on a computer model for it. So it's the idea that we've lost it, but we've got a little bit of hope. We got a little There's bit. a sliver of hope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Ernest and Catherine walk up to the sunset together. Well, because what else are you going to do when you're that age? Exactly. They're going to go have the early bird dinner at Denny's. Yeah. And call it a night. Here's my question. A, this is like the sweetest love story on Stargate so yeah. far. B, if you were on an alien planet for 50 years. Okay. Eating, I can only assume something like berries. clams and fish and berries and shit. Yeah. What would be your first meal when you get back to Earth? Jack in the box. <laughs> It's, it's, it's all I've been able to talk about. Listen, we're, we're, we're in Florida. There is no jack-in-the-box here. The closest jack-in-the-box is eight hours away. I've considered driving to it. My kingdom for two tacos. And I'm like, I don't even know. Like, it's, I don't even understand the appeal. I've never been in location. If, if you're on the West Coast or anywhere that Although is not Florida, fair, I you believe... know jack-in-the-box. It is disgusting. It is greasy it is fast food but i want it i believe <laughs> i was in southern california for a couple days last week i believe i did see a jack-in-the-box and it was more of we were past it and i went oh wait is that what that is that what that yeah is that greasy that's place? what it is yeah and we're already like a mile away from it yeah yeah i'm surprised you didn't hit like seven of them <laughs> <laughs> well we weren't they're in like area. starbucks coffee we weren't really in an area that had a ton of buildings very true very true <laughs> um so next week we have bloodlines. But wait, what's your food? Oh, my first food and I get back to Earth. <sighs> That's difficult. That's really <laughs> diff- I, I will be safe. Mine, I think, is a little more sentimental because it's my ultimate comfort food. I think okay. if I get back for first time, that'd be difficult to have it on base. Okay. But in the perfect world, mine is my ultimate comfort food, which is my family's pasta recipe. Oh, that is sentimental. I'm going to stick with Jen. That is my family's no, comfort fine. food. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, fully understandable. Um, but anyways, next week is Bloodlines. And you are... I highly anticipate... You are going to love this episode because okay. I think this is going to have some elements in it that you have been waiting for. <gasps> oh, oh, that makes me really happy. Yes. I don't know what they are, but I don't want to know because I want yeah. to see where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're going to like them. So back to our count- our rankings and counts for this episode. We've had one for Crying Out Loud, which brings us up to 12. Okay. No one died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no Holy Hannes. No Holy Hannes. So, where would you rank this episode in your top five okay, so, so far? Okay, so here's the thing. The episodes just are getting better. Yeah. I don't know if there's an arc or if this is where we're going in the long run. I don't know what I this, feel like the way I feel... this is a trend feel, that's going to continue. Here's what... Ha- this is how the first season... I feel... You, you start... And like high, it's like a roller coaster, but you already yeah. start up at the top, and then you go down, and there's a couple <laughs> shitty ones in yeah. there, and then you go back up in the middle yeah. of the season, and that's kind of where we are now. Nice. And then you have another dip. Okay. And then you go back up again. So I'm gonna give a quick spoiler off the top. The Nox is off my list. Okay, Nox is off your list. No more Nox. Cool. So we're gonna keep. That was your number five. It was my number five. We're gonna keep Children of the Gods at number one. Okay. Um, I think we're gonna put uh, the Torment of Tantalus at number two. Ooh, now, pushing down enemy within. So here's the thing. Um, I like the flashbacks. I like yes. Catherine. Yeah. And this is completely egotistical, but I like that I understood the reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really dug that. But yeah, Torment of Tantalus, Enemy Within, Thor's Hammer, and Cold Lazarus. That's where I'm at. Well, which is really funny because my. Mine actually also gets placed in number two. Uh, so this got drops one down below Thor's hammer. Okay. Um, and it dropped Broken Divide off my list. Oh. So this is now... Um, can I just say I laugh because at my autocorrect or my own writing, it is turned Children of the Gods in my... Uh, <laughs> children of the Dogs. It says Children of the Dogs in uh, in my Evernote oh, here. That's the alternate version that plays on Animal Planet. <laughs> well, I mean, they're like jackal heads. Yeah. yeah. So. Children of the Dogs. Well, it's actually, it's Kaylee's version. Oh, yeah. It's, what, what it, That's what Kaylee's list has on well, it. Well, it's what it is, is Children of the Dogs. They took Children it's, of the Gods yeah. and they translated it right. for dogs. Well, so right, so it's her list has Children barking. of the Dogs, Thorgy's Hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's only got two on there so far. <laughs> the Box, which is basically just milk bones. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, it's getting silly up in here. The peanut butter within. <laughs> and I think she actually, Kaylee Thor has been twitching in her sleep next to us having doggy dreams. She had quite a day at the dog park today <laughs> and has been sleeping the entire day away. I like it. We haven't even had to take her collar off to not jingle because she's literally not moving. Yeah. She's um, not a huge fan of uh, Tantalus. She's like, I'm sitting this one out, guys. I'm sitting this one out. <laughs> I'm done. But yeah, so next week was, tell me again the name of the episode. Bloodlines. Bloodlines. That's that's exciting. I'll I know. It's an exciting episode. name. So next week is episode 11, Bloodlines. Yes. Um, thanks for listening. And so we got end of our countdown. We got everything done, right? Yeah. Awesome. So thanks again for listening. Um, you can find us on Terra Podcast at Twitter. On Twitter. Um, and there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Please put spoiler warnings. Or you can go to our Facebook page, which is also there's no place like Tara. Um, you can like us, comment, all the things, whatever you want to do. I would also like to give a huge, huge shout out. I do not have the list of people right now, but um, we, we ask you all the time to go and rate and review us on iTunes. And guys, we finally have enough stars that Yay! we actually have stars. And they we are so overjoyed that they're all five stars and Thank we you. have we have like five reviews and you guys are saying we will have names things. next week we promise thanks so much and a shout out to all of you people that are amazing all of you commenting on the facebook page that's so much fun too we yeah we we've been sort of quiet the past week because we've been sort of out of town and busy but we have i actually saw an article a news article that i want to post um about pelops conveniently enough apparently they nice. found pelops's tomb or something like this that's kind of cool so i'm gonna post that um thank you guys we love you thank you for listening see you next week bye